We are unlimited energetic beings. But as women, we're taught to believe that our worth is in direct proportion to whether or not we're acceptable to others. We spend our lives keeping our mouths closed at work, playing it small in relationship with family and friends, dieting, and for many of us, sadly, seeking out a partner not for love and companionship, but for the social accolades that come with having a man put a ring on it. My name's Dr. Liz Dubois, and I've spent the last decade traveling the globe talking to women facing different types of trauma. Through my work and my research, I've come to believe that no matter what it is we're facing, we're all playing it small. This podcast is my rallying cry for us to step into our power and stop living within the bounds of what society taught us was acceptable. Each week, I spotlight the story of a badass woman who's refusing to play it safe any longer. Within each of their stories, you'll hear practical advice to step into your own power, find your authentic worth, and unapologetically live your purpose. This is my invitation to you to be small, no more. Hello, hello. I am so excited and grateful and humbled and just overjoyed goo goo. There's not even words <laughs> to bring you the very first episode of Small No More. I have been dreaming about this podcast for more than a year and a half. And the big lesson for anyone listening is I needed a permission slip existentially to be able to just move forward with this. And thank God that Dave Hollis at the Rise Conference was like, girlfriend, here's your permission slip. I needed that. And I'm so grateful I've just jumped into this. So today, this very first inaugural podcast is featuring a good friend of mine, Gisela Tangarife. And I met Gisela at the start of the pandemic because she decided to step out and start a virtual meetup for baller-ass women, all of whom are working Lacey Phillips programs and workshops through what Lacey calls the pathway. So if you don't know Lacey Phillips' work, go look her up. She's at 2B Magnetic, 2B Magnetic, um, and she's fabulous. But so Gisela is part of the Facebook group for that program, and she just threw up something on the wall that said, hey, other women, let's just get together on Zoom and get to know each other. And that sparked a group that's now been meeting a couple of times a week since the world went into quarantine. And it has become, for me, really a place where I get so much oxygen, so much inspiration. And I am beyond humbled that Gisela said yes when I asked her to come on this podcast. So she's the founder of Momlennials, which is a movement for women to step into their own authority. And she has a book coming out this September that she's already started to do some readings. So I am going to let her take the reins from here and jump into it. So for people that are listening to this and are like, yeah, cool, cool, right? Like this group thing exists, but also like, what the fuck are we listening to this podcast for? Mm -hmm. One of the things that you've talked about a lot consistently and in your book reading was, was finding your own authority. What does that mean to you? Oh my God, that means so many things. Um, Honestly, I think that I was put in this world. I, I've lived a very colorful life from very early on. I've I've had a lot of challenges in my life, and I feel that I'm I'm 29 now, and I feel like as I go into my 30s, um, I 
I was put on this earth to truly live this life, like this really challenging beginning of my life so that the next part of my life is about like just so much giving and so much supporting and so much loving other women because and, and humans in general, honestly, because the thing is, I believe that the, that our own journey is really to just come home to ourselves, right? Mm -hmm. To to come home to us again. The thing is, yeah. like, I never felt at home in and ever anywhere. It was I never felt at home in a physical place. I never felt at home with my family. I never felt at home with myself. I never felt at home with anybody. And the thing is, like, I was just looking in all the wrong places. And the, and what this book is, it's a message to women that no matter what your journey looks like, the the goal is to find to find your way home back to yourself, which is to your authority, to your power, to your, to your honest truth, right? To what is true to you. And I think that the world has a way of shaping us and affecting the, and affecting who we become. But mm -hmm. as we break away the pieces and come back to our core, it's such a beautiful thing to see. And that's what my book is, is for is to, is to show women that doesn't matter what colorful past you come from. It doesn't matter how, how many times you been beaten down or what people have said about you or try to put you into molds like you it's all within you and it's all within your god-given right to find out who you truly are you know so that's that's really what it is for me yeah yeah so so let's say right there's someone out there and they're listening to this like i am and you're like crowned in your root chakra being like that's me um <laughs> like, like what's your message to her right the woman who's listening to this and like, yes, that's me. I, I don't feel at home in my own skin. I have no idea like what my purpose is on this planet. I am seeing myself in all of these relationships where I'm making myself small. I'm feeling really codependent. I'm looking to others for a sense of self. Like I hear you, Gisela. Great. Like mazel tov and good for you. But what the fuck do I do? Like, what is your like, what's a practical step, right? What do, yeah. what do people do? Well, first of all, I think that everybody's journey looks different. Every Everybody's aha moments or things of like, oh my God, I know I know what I have to do next come from really the places that we, we look like we, we tend not to look into, right? Which is our pain, right? Mm -hmm. We always look at the positive. We're like, what should we be doing? Let's look at all the things that we could be doing, right? Mm -hmm. um, and usually those things are always like, Oh, let me let me start doing yoga or let me do some exercising so I can feel be better in my body and all this stuff. Yeah. But one yeah. thing that has really been helpful for me is to look at the pain, to look at the pain mm -hmm. of where it is that I feel that I am not that I am not like fully embracing who I am. And I found that a yeah. lot of the time we try to distract ourselves. Right. We're always looking for the next high. Right. The next high is going to make us feel happy. So just so that we can just get through the day. Yep. right uh, because that's how we get by in life and that's how 40 years pass and you're like what the fuck just happened right because you just decide to get distracted 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 and see what the next high of like distraction it could be like anything right watching netflix going out with your girlfriends doing all these fun stuff to keep you distracted from the actual from your actual life and what you actually want from it and what i love about this pandemic honestly is that it's forced us to sit with ourselves yes and that's yes. something that a lot of us 
never do and never really are forced to do because it's just not like there's just so many distractions in this world. You can stay on your phone for hours. There's TikTok. There's all these things you can be doing even when you're by yourself in your home. And I think that the most the, the best thing I can do and tell anybody is like in those moments where you feel like you want to run away from your reality, where you want to turn on Netflix, where you want to numb out. Those are the moments that I encourage you to sit and and just ask yourself, what even when you're going to the fridge, because sometimes we, we're eating to numb. Mm-hmm. And that's where I start to get curious with myself, guys. It's all about curiosity. So, mm, yes, mm-hmm. yes, yes, yes. Amen. Amen. <laughs> it's all it, and it's all it all for me all started with a little bit of curiosity. When I started my journey, and I hope we can dig a little bit more into the story because I think it's very important for women. For me, my journey of, that started my curiosity was when, I mean, I've been curious most of my life, but what really did it for me is I became a mom and I realized there was something wrong with the way I was seeing other moms and I wasn't fitting in. I was like, there's something, they're enjoying it and I'm not. And I'm like, yeah. but I love being a mom. So I don't know what's wrong with me. Like something's wrong with me because I do not like being a mom right now. Like I hate that nobody understands what I'm feeling. Like I, think this was a bad choice can I return the baby like I don't know what's going on <laughs> yeah no can I just say like I relate to that so hardcore and you know our, our children aren't that far apart in age no. but like I I ran away my my precious son who I love more than anything who I you know mm-hmm. I mean like most moms right I would do anything right no no mountain I wouldn't climb and yet like when he was six weeks old I ran away Like I literally ran away. I called my godmother and I said, I can't do this. And she called my, my then husband and my mom and they both raced home to get to me. And I handed my son to my mom Mm -hmm. and I packed a bag and I left and I made it like 20 miles outside of my hometown. And my, my husband was like, listen, you're so sleep deprived. Like you can run away tomorrow, but like come home and sleep now. Mm -hmm. And I think for for some, for people looking from the outside, right? Like my, my well-intended husband, he was like, my wife is exhausted. But for me, it was like this existential thing Mm -hmm. of like, I have traded who I am and in the process joined this almost kind of like westernized cult of now my whole life will revolve around crafts and Pinterest and making sure that my child is like verbally, developmentally, whatever. And it was so um, terrifying because I, I have so much PTSD and trauma in my background and codependency. And like for someone who has really struggled to find her sense of self mm-hmm. to then like enter unwittingly into this identity where my sense of self was really supposed to be defined by my ability to do something well that I had never done before right? like parents um yeah it was really scary because I was looking at all of these other women who I thought like they're really sticking the landing on this and they're having such a good time and they're at the like I remember going to like mommy and me meetups and just being like oh my god this is a fucking cult like yeah I I I ended up when my son was seven days old I I went to my office because like that's where I felt like that was that's my intellectual playground like I I have a PhD I like to play big when it comes to thinking and I just was like I I, like I am either going to end up killing myself because I'm so depressed Mm -hmm. or I'm gonna have to do this differently right and like that 
finding a space of like curiosity of like like there's there's two very stark options on the table like I I really would prefer not to kill myself because I'm not suicidal I just don't know how to be um and and like kind of what what options then are left other than like go deeper into ourselves and like what do I want to define motherhood as and and like does that need to be the defining role in my life and that kind of like getting curious of like like this seems to be the rule book that everybody else is playing by but like I can't color within these lines so now what the fuck do I do oh a hundred percent I I totally relate to your story like I saw women talking about feeding their kids organics and like just doing all these like mom stuff and and I was like I want to kill my partner and (laughs) I hate my life and I have and I don't want to have sex again and like I just went through all these like existential questions of like do I what did I do what if I give my daughter away to to my partner and walk away like what 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 would happen then like I just literally asked myself all these like gloomy like deadly questions that I'm like scared anybody else would find out and honestly like uh it was really hard because no one talks about this not in this way anyway and if you're not surrounded by people that get it they they just judge you and they're like you're just like you're a bad mom you know what I mean and I think that yeah oh 100 percent. well and I, I also right like I say this as someone who like my practicing profession the way I make my money my day job right I am a therapist mm-hmm. but also like I remember vividly when I had like postpart, you know, like like it could easily be chalked up to postpartum depression, but like I call it really like postpartum existential crisis of, you know, like we as women are handed a very thin guidebook on like what social roles we're allowed to play in order to be acceptable to other people, and I. I remember like crying in a colleague's office and being like, I feel like shit right now, but God, the book I write on the other side of this is going to be great. Mm-hmm. Cause, Cause I knew, like, I knew it wasn't just me. Like I knew there had to be other moms out there who loved doing their jobs and loved being smart and loved playing on a big level. And like the idea of having their whole life boiled down to like am I breastfeeding my kid or using formula and like I'm gonna have a big debate about Facebook like like I knew my life was about more than that and that that is not in any way to diminish those moms it's to say that wasn't me and when I was left with the possibility that I maybe was the only one I was such a place of despair and like spiritual yes and like what I hope women if you're listening to this and you know your your boobs are aching and your vagina's all floppy because you just pushed a baby out of it and you're sitting there in your house going like what the fuck do I do I feel so alone I don't buy into the like whole foods granola crunchy and I don't really care if other people like give me the side eye because I'm bottle feeding like I just want to feel like myself again. Like, like what's your message to them? I think my message, especially when you're in the messy chaos of it is honestly all those dirty, dark thoughts that are going through your head. You are not the only ones who have thought them. Okay. All those running away, kill me now. Should I drink those pills? Should I like, you know, like those, you are not alone. First of all, I just want you to know that it is fucking hard you we were raised to be independent women even if you weren't by your family you believed and you bought into societies like we we live in north america where we're very individualistic to all of a sudden be asked of us 
that we no longer live for ourselves, but we live for another human is, is crazy. It's, and, and the sleep deprivation. So I want like all these things, like, I just want you to know you're not crazy. And if you can't confine your partner, find a good friend that you could confide in. Like I seeked yeah. out friends as much as I could um, to just let them know, like, I'm not like, like, I'm not okay. I'm like hating this. You know what I mean? Yeah. And even just talking about how much I hated it made me feel so much better, better, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and I think like being really clear and saying like, I hated the early days of being a mom, but it didn't. Exactly. Kid, right. And like, like, I hope what women hear if they're like, God, if you're coming home from the hospital and you're just feeling like, what did I just get myself into? Yes. <laughs> like, like, I want you to know, like, if you're, if you're walking into your doctor's office and they're screening you for postpartum depression, they're like, no, you good. You good. Like, don't think you're nuts if your like world is rocked like this is a big thing to go through and I think for me right like some of the ways I made myself small was buying into the idea that this is just postpartum depression as opposed to there's a whole lot of societal bullshit frameworks that are being imposed upon me in this moment and I I'm going to either have to constrain who I am to try to play by these rules or I'm going to have to throw out the rule book. And that felt really scary. Oh, yeah. Even to this day, I mean, my kid is four and I still self-police where like my partner, my, 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 I'm no longer with my partner who we had, we had a baby, had a baby with, but like, I still very much feel policed um, by, by let's say the, the, the judgments he had on my parenting even though he's not around anymore, which is like so crazy, right? But the thing is like we internalize the way we police ourselves and the way we think yeah. of ourselves as good moms or bad moms. What if you're just the mom? And that's the thing about yeah. radical honesty with yourself and, and, and being as authentic as you can to yourself because you are going to have to fight for yourself. What I love about parenting is that it's taught me how to parent myself. So that's mm, yeah. it, The way I see it is, the reason I had my daughter, it was she was my my ticket to look at myself and be like, I don't want to repeat, I don't want to repeat the the trauma. I wanna I yeah. wanna give my daughter a different life. I don't want her to come with to keep to like pass down to her the baggage that I come with. So what do I have to do? And the moment I started to parent her, I saw how much I needed that that love, how much I needed that parenting. Yeah. And yeah. the thing about authority the thing about confidence the thing about all these things that we want to attain and come home to ourselves it's all about reparenting ourselves the way we would parent our children you yeah. know because you wouldn't yell yeah. at your children and tell them they're dumbasses you wouldn't say like you're a bad human you know like these are like ridiculous things that we say to and, and internalize with ourselves and probably because we, we've been told these things by, by other people but the way I see it is like you got to learn to give yourself everything, the same thing you give your kid, you got to give to yourself. The way you treat your child is exactly the medicine that you need for you to con start stepping into, into a better version of yourself, you know? Yeah, yeah, no, and, and I think, like, when I hear, like, better version of myself, like, there's a million images that roll through my head of, like, doing YouTube exercise <laughs> videos at four in the morning, so that, you know, right, like, like, I feel like we're taught so, like, in so many subtle ways and in so many, like, smash you across the mm -hmm. face ways 
that like bettering yourself has something to do with becoming more palatable to other people and like the longer I am a mom right and I'm, I'm super early into this journey my kid's not six yet but like the the longer I'm in this game the more I'm like I have to be audaciously myself or my kid's not going to be able to find his sense of place in the world and like honestly like one of the things I'm the, like my proudest moment so far not you know I mean like top 10 right not the best but like my my son's super into makeup he, he really likes makeup like whatever and he came home from school one day and and he had had a big talk of like mommy wasn't allowed to wear makeup to school until she was in high school and like that's how we're gonna do this but he I guess was talking about makeup at school and got laughed at by some girls and he came home and he was just devastated. And that night, like we made popcorn and he sat on my lap and we watched a bunch of like men on YouTube doing makeup tutorials. And I like, co- I was like, baby, what, what did those girls say? And he told me, and I said, and what were those girls? And he goes, mean. And I was like, no, they were wrong. And like, we, we like chanted around the house. We kind of had this little dance party. Where we were like, those girls were mm-hmm. like, boys can wear makeup you know like like, fuck what other people tell us that we're allowed to be or do and like I I know this is right like I specialize in divorce I'm a divorce coach I'm a therapist and like I tell people all the time like if you want your kids to be happy you have to get out of a shitty marriage because they're just gonna go do the same thing right like if you want to have a happy child, you better figure out how the fuck to be okay with yourself because they're only going to learn how to feel okay with themselves if they see you do A hundred percent. A hundred percent. And, you know, I think my, I think that the, the you know, as I created uh, my, as I write my book and as I, and, and as you, as you can find me on online as um, the founder of Mom Millennials, which is really a radical movement to, uh, of honesty with yourself and self-love like I cannot express how much like this journey of loving myself has been like the thing that has felt like medicine to my soul and not like fake pampering love not like I'm gonna c- do my nails I'm gonna lose weight and I'm gonna buy a new outfit and walk downtown and rock it no 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 I'm talking about deep love like catching yourself when you feel like the piece of shit like when you're like I am the worst human possible and then going there and being like, but I love you. And I love you even when you're a mess and you feel like the worst human and you can barely keep it together. I'm hitting pause briefly on this amazing conversation with Gisela to thank our very first sponsor, Z Family Law. For those of you that know me personally, you know what a passion I have for family law and divorce coaching. And Z Family Law is an incredible practice based in the DC area. And they are incredible. And in addition to being a badass women-owned business, they also happen to be where my divorce coaching practice is. So thank you, Z Family Law, for all that you're doing for families. Thank you for the leadership that you're providing during the pandemic, doing virtual consultations. I know so many moms are benefiting from the guidance you're providing for free online. So if you are listening to this and you are struggling, zfamilylaw.com has tons of free resources to deal with custody and conflict during COVID-19. 
And again, thank you so much, Z Family Law, for all your support and love. So if, if like, let's, let's say for a second that I'm like one of the, the moms that is all in on the idea that I have to be like a perfect mom and I'm listening to this and I'm just like, that is the most selfish bullshit I've ever heard in my life. You two bitches are horrible. And like, you're sitting here talking about self-love and meanwhile, your kids, like you're supposed to just like love your kids at all expense, blah, blah, blah. Like, what's your answer to that mom? Like what, what is, what's your offer to her? Right. Like, like, cause there's freedom on the other side of that mentality. Like, like what, what's your key for them? The thing is like, I see the thing is when I started this journey, I realized that there, I did get a lot of those responses. Like when my daughter was two, I traveled, I, I went to like an entrepreneurial mastermind in the Bahamas and I was away for like a month and my daughter turned two without me. She turned two with her dad here in Toronto and I got mess like hate messages of like, you're a bad mom and you're this and how can you leave your daughter and all this stuff. And, and I realized that it was these women who, you know, their ideas of mothering did not match my ideas. And my offer to them is not to, the thing is like, I'm not here to prove myself or to teach someone that's not open to learning or to being that um, part of my movement is not, sh- it's showing, not explaining, not, not giving them yeah. the how to, because there is no how to, there is, there is your journey and your curiosity will show you the way because I can give you my formula, but it doesn't mean it's going to work for you. You know? Yeah. So what I really want to do with my book is to inspire women to get curious, to know that they're not alone. But with my movement, I tell them I'm showing you like my smile is not fake. My peace, you can buy peace with money. You can't buy happiness, not the type of happiness that keeps you solid inside. Like, and, and the beauty of it is like, if you knew me before and you see the changes that I've undergone in terms of like who I am as, as a being and how much I enjoy the peace of my, of my own company, it's like, that's, that's how, that's, that's when you will see. And that's when you will, and that's when these women will start to, to look and be like, Hmm what what is she on <laughs> you know what I mean yeah no well I, and I'm wondering like the flip side of this right is like if you are that mom right and like you found your sense of purpose the day that your you know precious child was handed to you right whether that was you know through through birth or adoption or you know maybe you got a bonus kid when you got married to someone that already had a child like it, mm-hmm. if you found your purpose the day you became a mom like what I want to say to you too is Yahtzee right like this is not about being a mom in a different way or you know not choosing not to have kids right whatever it is this is about defining your own space and saying like I am going to live by my own rule book and come hell or high water like I'm gonna fight for me Mm -hmm. because who I am is enough and I think so many of us are taught that who we are has to be defined by our relationship with other people right like I am my son's mother I'm Mm -hmm. a good employee I am a good wife right whatever it is and when you're willing to put all of those labels on the table and say what if this actually aligns with what I feel is true about who I am 
in my my highest self my my truest sense of authenticity like that's when you start to have to make really hard choices about kind of like what is in my life that I need to let go of and what are the things that I need to go deeper in and like you said like what are the pain points that I need to look at because if you walk through those moments and ask those questions and let go of those things who you will find on the other side is is who you really are a hundred percent I mean the my biggest comebacks have been after really hard rock bottoms where I've just felt like the world was crumbling from under my feet and I had to figure my own shit out right there or then or I was like I was gonna not I was gonna have no foundation under me right so one thing I, I can say is this journey one thing that's really simple for me is and because as a mom I mean as a mom it's a constant reminder I'm like what what would I want for my daughter if she was in this exact situation, period. Yeah. That's all I ask myself. And that gives me the straight up answer. If I'm dating, I'm a single mom. And sometimes I like to date and I'll be like, would I want this human for my daughter? No. So why would I want it for myself? Yeah. You know what I mean? Or why would I take this risk if I wouldn't want my daughter to take that risk? Or, yeah. you know, what I mean? like, yeah. Oh, hundred percent. Like I remember like you and I are both entrepreneurs and mm-hmm. Like I remember I was at a business conference. I was at the Rise Business Conference with Rachel Hollis in the end of 2019 and listening to Ed Milet, another entrepreneur, talking something about his kids. He was talking something about this ki- his kids. I don't even know. I like caught the spirit and I was sobbing, like ugly crying. This was not like tears in my eyes. I'm being really moved. This was like shaking body sobs ugly hmm. crying in the middle of a coliseum with 6,000 other entrepreneurs and because I, I got it on like a soul level it sunk into for for real for real that if I had a shot of giving my kid peace of giving my kid a blueprint for how to be happy right and for me that's the metric of good mom yep. is my kid a good human and does he feel at home with himself like I, I could care less if he's a pool boy or the president of the United States. Like, yeah. is he a good person? Does he feel at home with himself? And, and sitting, listening to this under entrepreneur talk about like finding his true calling and who he was like, I was just sitting there and being like, like, I owe it to my kid to be happy. Cause that's the only way that is the only way he has a shot at having happiness. A hundred percent. You know, you know what's so funny? I grew up seeing my mom give everything to the family. And I I grew up and I said, I'm never going to be like that. And it's so crazy because I had this like, because I saw my mom give everything to the family and not be happy that I'm like, that is not what I want. And yeah. in the mind of the mentality, I guess, of the generation before us was like, no, 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 you just do, you do everything that needs to be done for your family, right? But we understand that like kids and like every adult we don't do what we're told we do what we see yeah we 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 only do what we see so if you are a parent and you're telling your kid don't go that way but you will go that way it's like it's a joke anything you said that comes out of your mouth is a joke and that's why radical honesty is such a beautiful thing because it just doesn't allow you to bullshit yourself or to bullshit your kid yep you know Yeah. You, you just can't, you just can't bullshit, you know, and it's been such a healing journey. But whenever I get confused about something, whenever I'm in pain, and wherever, whenever I'm like, am I going to stay in this relationship? So 
about eight months ago, I separated from uh, my daughter's father and I had a, a choice. I had a choice. I'm like, am I going to stay in a relationship? That's eh, it's, eh, you know, like yeah. <laughs> it's whatever from the outside. It looked okay. Yeah. Yep. I knew on the inside it wasn't, but on the outside it looked fine. But what was it going to do? I was, I had two choices. And that's like, when I say that, you know, whenever the universe rocks us, it's like, it's trying to wake us up. It's trying yeah. to say like, you need to make a decision, you yeah. know? And those are the moments where I say, you got to jump and do what's right by you. And when I made the choice that that wasn't going to be the life I wanted, I don't care if my daughter was going to suffer in those moments. I knew long-term that it was going to be the best choice for me. And it was so painful hearing my own child tell me like, I miss daddy. Why is he not home? I literally cried for months. Yep of her telling me like, I want to go to daddy. I want to go to daddy. Cause of course our home reminded her of him. Right. Yeah. Um, and it was the most painful thing that I had to do, but you know what? I am so happy. I did it. I'm so happy. And this is what I'm telling you. Like if you just, all I had to think in that moment was, would I want this for my daughter? Yeah. Would I want this for my daughter? Every time you are in doubt and you're a parent, it's 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 like a, it's so easy because you're like this is the way we should be loving ourselves this is the way that we should be honoring ourselves every day yeah yeah and I, and I think that that like that question runs through all of our relationships right it's our relationship with ourselves. it's our relationship with a partner and that, like for me right now in the midst of this pandemic like it's my relationship with food I like keep going to the refrigerator thinking the answer for like loneliness and the ability to focus is going to be in the refrigerator and <laughs> you know and and I I ended up like I I called a coach over the weekend I I, I called it a 12-step program and I was like I I cannot let my child think that what women are supposed to do after they eat is run to the mirror and see if they gained weight. Like, yeah, I, I can't let, especially in like, Jesus help us, Donald Trump's America. I cannot let my white male son think that what a woman is supposed to do is worry all the time about what she eats and what that means for her body. And I think like the, the second we ask that question, right, do I want this for my child, our, our path becomes very clear. And what I love about that is, again, like, we're, we're so socialized to have this, like, very complicated arithmetic in our head of, like, well, if I file for divorce, then this person's going to believe that I'm doing the wrong thing. And that I'm, a, you know, like, we, we have all yes. of these gymnastics that we, we do, we have all these calculations that we make. But when you ask the question, like, do I want this for my kid? all of that falls away and it just becomes very clear. Like you better, like, like you got to walk the walk sister. Like you got to do the hard thing because your kid is absolutely going to grow up and do exactly the same thing that you're doing. And you know why I love that question? Because for us women, it's so easy to love other people more than ourselves, mm-hmm. right? It's mm-hmm. so easy, especially our kid. We love yes. them so much. And because we love them so much, we would do anything for them. And that's what I, I'm telling you, like, the other side of this, guys, ladies, that if you're listening, is that you will love yourself so hard that it would be unimaginable that you would stay in a loveless marriage. It would be unimaginable that you would put up with half the shit that you put up with. 
It would be unimaginable that you would endure years and years of pain because of someone else, because you will love yourself so much. You will love, and, and I'm not talking about this fake love. Like I'm telling you, like, it's not about like, like, get a pedicure. No, <laughs> like I just need to go to the spa and have a day off. No, no, no. That's not self-love guys. Self-love is, like I said before, is really loving yourself when you have to make the toughest decisions where you don't know what's at the other end of that decision, but you know that it's calling to you and you know it's going to be right for you in the long term. That's when you're loving yourself the most. And that's why for me, I love that question because a lot of women who are feeling lost, who don't know, who are just trying to be the perfect moms, the moment you say to them, would you want that for your kid? Something just clicks. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and I, I think what's really important is to like call out, like you can be like you and I are entrepreneurs, but you don't, you don't have to be right. Like mm-hmm. my, my sister is like the most bomb ass stay at home mom you have ever seen. She's got five kids and um, there's this like household management guru, something buffas. And um, my sister like shots across the bow started a Facebook group called beyond the buffas. And it's like, fabulous pictures of her kids destroying her house and like her (laughs) drinking like fancy wine and 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 doing homeschooling right we're in a pandemic and she's just like keeping it real and so like what I want to say to you parents listening to this moms listening to this or or women listening to this and being like straight up I want my tubes tied I know this life is not for me like whatever it is that you want for you, right? Not what your mom wants for you, not what your boss wants for you, not for what your partner wants, not what your minister wants, none of that fucking shit. Whatever it is that rings true to you, Mm -hmm. stick the landing on doing it messy your way. Because like 100% being authentic and being like, this is what it looks like in real time, people, like that that's where the magic is because it gives other people permission to be themselves too (laughs) exactly a hundred percent and that's the thing like that's the beauty of this it comes full circle you know it really does come full circle and for me I truly I come from a lineage of women that have given every ounce of themselves to families to men to their partners to their husbands and I just I saw the pain. I saw the pain of, of being dead inside. And that was where I was going. If I did not make a firm decision, if I did not take a stand for myself, I was going to die. I was going to be a zombie of who I was like, honestly, because you have to, at some point I'm like, am I going to, am I going to sell myself into this, into this story or am I going to create my own? And as painful as it was, it was, a rebirth for me, you know, it was really coming back to myself and saying, you know what, I choose messy, I choose the unknown, because the known looks like a shit show. And I'm just not willing to go there. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, and like, so if, if this is you, right, and you're listening to this, and you're just like, everything that I'm trying to do to make it work, to make it seem like it's okay, like, this is our co-sign permission slip to you sister Mm -hmm. like whatever it is that you need to do to start to get right with you like ask yourself those hard questions and and look at the pain right like what is it that hurts the most because I promise like if that is the place that you start to look for who it is that you want to be you will find unimaginably beautiful answers a hundred percent and it all starts with just 
being more taking more responsibility for the choices you've made this far right I always you know I used to be the one that like no it's my my partner's the one that does this to me or it's because I don't have enough money or it's because I don't have enough time or my daughter needs this or it's you know the moment I started to say no I am the one that should be waking up earlier and doing what I need to do I'm the one that needs to move the things around even if I was still in a toxic place that started to help me understand that I am fully responsible for the outcome of my life even the shittiness of everything that is even for the partner that was by my side I was responsible for him being there so the moment I I took full radical responsibility for absolutely everything that most people would be like no that's not your fault I said nope it is my fault I made those choices I made my bed and I'm laying in it now I need to remake this bed (laughs) yes well I think that's exactly it like so many of us get stuck there right and I will say this like, you know, I'm a divorce therapist and like people come in my office and a lot, almost all of my clients are women. And, and we get to the place where we're like, well, this is the bed I made and I need to sleep in it. And it's like, no girlfriend, mm-hmm. this is the bed you made. Yes. So get out of it, like untangle yourself and, and screw anyone that says that's selfish because I promise you, I'm going to see your daughter in my office in 30 years. I'm going to interrupt myself here for a second and invite you to a free workshop that I'm hosting for women and anyone that identifies as a woman Monday nights at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time while we are all living through this global pandemic clusterfuck. If you're interested in finding details, it is a free workshop for anyone facing any type of trauma or recovering from any type of trauma. For details for the Unbroken with Dr. Liz workshop, again, it's free on Monday nights, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Just shoot me an email. That's hello at drlizdubois.com. It's hello at D-R-L-I-Z-D-U-B-O-I-S dot com. My sincere wish is that I never, ever have anyone in my office, right? Like, I would love so very much if every single woman walking this earth never, ever needed a divorce coach or divorce attorney, because that meant that we had gotten ourselves into baller ass partnerships or we had just said, you know what, I'm real good with me and my dog. Right. Mm -hmm. And like that sort of radical permission to turn down anything that is not for our highest good. Right. And not in a selfish, like stick our middle finger in the air and say, screw anyone that doesn't treat me like, you know, Beyonce, but like screw anyone that disrespects me in a way that, transgresses my personhood right exactly exactly and I think that it's it's such an it's such a beautiful thing when I see women really start to come home to themselves because the thing is we have not even been given that option like we think that this is just the hand we're dealt with and we got to make the best out of it right we're like this is it this is what I got you know and the moment I decided that you know it started with just one if I can leave you with any steps is get curious, see yes. where the pain is and ask yourself, what is it about this that is that that you feel is out of your control? And what are the things that that you can control from under it? OK, take radical responsibilities for the choices you're making every day, every day. Yes. 
every day. Yeah. Own everything that happens to you. The moment I started doing that, things started to change. Number four, number four stop complaining. The reason I say this is because those we're just telling our brain to not look for solutions. We're telling our brain mm, yeah. we are the victim. Therefore, we don't have control. Therefore, we are not an authority. The moment I stopped complaining, my brain had no other option than to look for solutions. Yes. yes. Right? Complaining yes. is giving ourselves permission yes. to give up. Right? Yeah. You know, and, and I think when we push ourselves past that, right, and we give ourselves permission to change, right? Like, that's the scary, that's the scary moment. But it's also, like, man, jump off that cliff. A hundred percent. Jump off that cliff. Give yourself permission to change. Yes, totally. Like that's exactly women. But the thing is it sometimes, and that, and this is what I mean, like those, those kind of, um, those permission slips, they come to us in different ways, right? They all, mm-hmm. it comes when you, maybe you hear a podcast or maybe you read a book or maybe you, you saw something or, you know, we all hear it, but we're so cut up in the everyday noise because we're running around yeah. trying to be the perfect moms trying to fill our, our schedule with noise and things and things for our kids and, and, and making the perfect meal and whatever it is that we forget to listen and you don't know how many times women come to me and they're like I don't know who I am mm-hmm. I don't know who I am and I'm like okay what do you spend your day doing and then they give me their whole schedule and it's all packed of activities for their kids it's all packed of things they need to do and it's always for somebody else. And I'm like, of course you yeah. don't know who you are. You spend your day for other people. It is yeah. obvious that you won't know who you are, you know? So it's like, just take a look at these simple things of like checking in with yourself. It's like, why am I doing this? You know, through this imp- pandemic, I've been like having a struggle. One of my triggers is being a bad mom and I self-police. I yes. still self-police. I have no one around me that can police me and I still self-police. And I'm always like, did she, did she do this? Did I teach her enough? Is she watching too much uh, iPad? Like I'm like literally yes. in a panic mode and I get so depressed and I beat the shit out of myself internally. Like my mind is racing and then I end up super exhausted at the end of the day. I'm like, why am I so exhausted? I barely did anything really. And I realized that I've been beating myself up all day, you know? And the moment I stopped doing that and I said to myself, okay, let me go the opposite. And this is where curiosity comes in, right? Let me be the the bad mom that I think I am, right? Which is like, just let my kid do whatever they want. Make them food, feed them. Do, do, go with the flow day. I start to do that. You should see the energy shift in my whole home. My daughter is less cranky. She doesn't, she, cause kids react to your energy. Believe it. You better believe it. Like they may not see that you're upset. They may not, you may not think that they see it or feel it. Oh, they feel everything. The moment I shift my energy and I'm like, you know what? No one's here to police me. So why the fuck am I policing myself? (laughs) You know? And I just said, let go. And I had so much more fun. I was actually so much more inclined to do things with her because it just felt natural, just felt happy. Like, I'm like, I want to dance. Let's have a dance party or I want to do this. And it felt so much natural. And guys, it's taken me a long time to even get to this sort of peace. And it's a journey. So I want you to know that it's never going to be just over. You know, even to this day, I my daughter's four already and I still self-police. And I know I'm going to struggle with that, but it's knowing how to bring yourself back to yourself 
in those moments. Amen, amen. <laughs> amen. Yeah, I'm just like sitting here nodding. Yes, yes, <laughs> yep. So Gisela, let's let's wrap this up. Where do people find you now that they know what a fucking savant goddess you oh, are? Oh, you're so sweet. So I'm all over Instagram and Facebook. On Instagram, I'm momlennials. So at M-O-M-L-E-N-I-A-L-S. And I'm the same way on Facebook. I also have a group for millennial moms. Uh, We're about 900 plus moms. Um, I do some lives. I do some fun stuff in there, giveaways and stuff like that. So that's always fun. But right now, uh, where I really would love all of your support is just to follow me and, you know, see the journey of what it's like to to share my story with the world, because that's something that I'm really working on right now is going into a next level of vulnerability and, and creating space for women to just know that their story is important, that their story matters, and that coming home to yourself is, is the goal. Like that is the goal. And that's what what we all want for every human. If all of us could under, could be, if that could be our undertaking in this life is like bringing yourself back to you, this world would be just a much better place for us and for, and for our children. Yes. So yeah, that's, that's honestly, and I'm just excited. My book, you know, I'm going to be turning 30 um, in September uh, of this year. Um, so I'm really hoping to, that this book will be out by before my birthday. Um, so yeah, just like follow along my journey. I will be doing some live readings of my book. So if you follow me, I'll, I'll be happy to send an invite. And it's, super powerful and I just want to leave it on a note and say you know that the the key of it is right when when we're open and vulnerable and brave about living openly with our story it it invites and gives permission to other people to do the same and the more that we can walk around the world honest about who we are the more we inspire other people to do the same and what a beautiful thing if on the other side of this pandemic, we can all emerge from our homes more comfortable in our own skin, oof, the world will change for the better. Oh my God, that was beautiful. Totally. Like that is all I want for this world. It's like for people to be more authentic because authenticity gives you permission. So much permission. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, Gisela, thank you for being here today. I'm so grateful we got to spend some time hanging out, social distancing well mm-hmm. together. And thank you for being here for this first episode and you're amazing and I love you and I'm so grateful for your story and your journey and your vulnerability and for all the wisdom you shared. No, thank you, Elizabeth. This was so nice. I'm so excited for this podcast. I see so many things happening with it. And honestly, like I encourage you all, all of you to follow Elizabeth and honestly, like being small no more. I love the name of the podcast. I think it is a message of, of truly us all taking up more space in this world. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for having me and sending you all lots of love. Lots of love. So what you just heard was a badass conversation between two powerhouse women. We're not out here to self-promote, although maybe a little. What this is all about really is giving you a permission slip to step outside of whatever BS bounds you've been holding yourself within. We are so, 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 so socialized to wait until someone gives us permission 
to start living our best, biggest, most authentic lives. If that hit a chord with you, what I want to say to you right now is here's your permission slip. I love you. Thank you.